0: Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of F I'm Doing a Podcast. I'm Curtis Wakandas, variant MCU grief counselor. It's Sunday and I would say I'm going to be off tomorrow, but nah. Thanksgiving week I'll be back at work again tomorrow with split days, which sucks. If you're working retail, split days really sucks because you, you don't have any kind of life. Let's just call it what it is. You don't get two days to yourself, you get one day. Then you're back at this. And it's... It's frustrating. But I've been doing this for... Over two decades. So instead of it being frustrating, it's just an annoyance. But oh well. Today's... We're not gonna be... It's not gonna be a heavy episode. It's been a little too heavy for me the past couple of days... Today I'm going to talk about remakes. A lot of remakes that are good. and that I'm not going to talk about the bad remakes. I'm going to talk about remakes that we haven't seen yet. There's a ton of property out there that hasn't even been utilized or seen yet. And I just want to share a little light on a few of those things. And why hopefully, one day, we'll, uh, put more out there. Because there's an importance for remakes. Whether some agree with it or not. Me, personally, Hollywood has pretty much uh, ended, uh, have pretty much left any kind of real imagination But it's always been like that. Well, take it back. It's been like that for the past 20 years. I've been alive for 49 years and some change. And I haven't seen Hollywood try to change the narrative after the 80s or 90s. It seems like after the 80s and even the 90s, respectively, Hollywood just kind of went by the numbers. I mean, tell me, when have you seen a property from Warner Brothers or wherever that's been a really original story without calling back to something? A lot of shows, we Hollywood calls back to a lot of things. I mean, that's, that's the case. That's, that's not going to be, it's not going to be, oh, well, Hollywood brings out original shit. They did back in the Stone Age. They did back when color wasn't around, or when sound was just a new thing in film. After that, originality kind of waned, until it died out. Every once in a while, you'll get some original property, or something original, with a different look. And it'll get beat up to the point where it's a buried in obscurity. And we've seen a lot of that. Uh, I've always been a fan of taking a remake or taking a property that hasn't been used right in a long time and making it something. Whether it's problematic or even whether it's uh, just something unusual that hasn't been done before. Because we need that. We really fucking need that. For instance, I was scrolling Twitter and there's a account that does a lot of old TV shows and movies. And I came across this TV film... Well, let me jump back a little bit. CBS, during the early 80s, was really the king of TV film. You had a ton. ABC did it too and NBC did too, but CBS was really cranking out some really good shit. Whether it's a drama, a lot of it was leaning toward the horror side of things. Back nowadays, Hollywood would like, oh, a, a horror film, oh my god, we can't, we can't put that out there. But they'll put someone showing their fucking ass out and go, oh my god, genius. Genius shit. CBS took some chances. Taking those chances created some interesting uh, filmmaking. Whether it's the uh, Stepford Wives. or Whether it's uh, Salem's Lot. Which is by far... Uh, one of my favorite Stephen King stories. Or Stephen King TV uh, adaptions. And... Also, uh, for uh, the property, they uh, they had a they had a movie t- they had a TV movie that was dedicated to a dog, a demonic dog, a dog from hell, and I forget the name of the title. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. I checked it out a few. I watched it for the first time through YouTube uh, about a year ago, and uh, it always intrigued me, and now that I'm older you see a lot of the shit that you didn't see as a kid that makes it interesting Uh, whether it's a but that demonic dog one if you ever see it please watch it I don't know the name of it there was even one called White Dog it was a TV film about a dog that attacked black people and this black trainer that was dog whisperer that was going to a Caesar Milan and, and, and get it being a normal dog, and I have to rewatch that one. I, I see very bits and pieces of it. Uh, I don't remember it turning out in a, a great ending in a great way. I think they ended up healing him, and then he ended up he, they ended up killing him off, which is fucking sad. Uh, but TV uh, CBS back in the day, really put out some great TV movies. They put out some cluckers, but they put out some good TV movies. One TV movie became a series. Uh, Kojak. I know a lot of the young kids, if they're reading, if they're watching, listen to this, don't know who the fuck Kojak is. Kojak was a not sleazy, but more lazy writer, reporter, who kind of went looking for stories in the worst can worst situations you know oh man there's drug use going on oh let me creep under this creep under this vent you know and, and and take a picture of this guy doing this he was that kind of guy and then he stumbled upon his city being overrun by the supernatural every case was a monster that he was either running from yelling from hollering from uh um, investigating sometimes it turned out not to be it was almost like a male it was like an adult scooby-doo where he not all the time he would do he would definitely run into some creatures whether it was vampires zombies he ran into a lot of shit and kochak was one but the main one for me was a tv film called gargoyles i don't remember the complete cast in this thing i think john saxon was in it young john saxon was in it but the, garg- the main gargoyle was played by Bernie Casey. Bernie Casey is an amazing black actor who has done a ton of films. For me, growing up, the ones that stand out are Shocky's Machine, Revenge of the Nerds, and uh, his appearance in, oh my god, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which is a film that I honestly can say I watched 50 times one weekend with friends in high school, because It was our jam. We we loved that shit. We quoted the fuck out of that thing. Oh my god. We quoted the fuck out of I'm Gonna Get You Sucker," Which was a black parody of a lot of black exploitation films. And it was crazy. They wouldn't be able to make I'm Gonna Get You Sucker" without it being offensive to a heavy degree. Because they'd have to throw uh, a lot of shit in there. The N-word wasn't thrown around a million times. What was thrown around was comedy. And I know I'm jumping off a little bit to say this. I'm going to just like it was amazing. Bernie Casey, rest in power. The guy, the guy was a natural. But he played a gargoyle in his early days. And I'm trying to remember right. I haven't seen it in years. I want to say he talked. Or maybe I'm confused with, that, with the Disney animated where the gargoyle talked. But I want to say he talked... And he kind of had a thing for the daughter. Because these gargoyles showed up in this Arizona town. And they were snatching people, taking people. Uh, they happened to take this guy's daughter. And he was like, no, he's, he's got to get the town convinced. This thing took my daughter. And I forgot the whole point of the story involving that film. I have to rewatch it. One day I'm going to and I'll talk about it here. But Gargles was really was a really weird, weird, quirky kind of film that I would love to see remade. The practical effects today they would have so much fun with what to do with the practical effects. The the makeup effects back in the day were a little crunchy, and I would love to see that done now because I think it would be excellent. But remakes have been around with us for a long time. I mean. There's there's a ton of film that property that didn't hit right as much that I would love to see made into remakes. The problem with Hollywood and the problem what people have with remakes right now is that Hollywood continues to go to the eighties. They back in the eighties, in the late 80s anyway, they used they used to go to the 70s well. Whether it's a disco parody, or whether it's uh, a horror film from the 70s they wanna re- they wanna leech off of and make fun of. Uh, some are great, like repossessed. Or they 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 also had their originality problem. But it wasn't like it is now. Nowadays, Stranger Things took off and suddenly everyone in Hollywood was like, Oh my god. We're going to do this space epic with kids. Not so much super young, but kids. And it's going to be Stranger Things? mixture of Goonies and Ghostbusters? And you'll think I'm getting ready to bash Ghostbusters Apholite because I've heard people say, Oh, they're just Stranger Things and Ghostbusters. I hate when people dumbed down a film that they were already not wanting to enjoy because they already had fun bashing the other one. So why not this one? But Hollywood tends to go to that well. What's wrong with going to that well? Sometimes it works. According to what I've heard so far from people who are not just clicks and likes and bullshit, Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife hits. It works with a lot of people. It hits home. A lot of reviews, a lot of Facebook posts I've seen from people, Twitter posts I've seen, have really enjoyed Ghost Plus for life. Some of the reviewers you come across, other than Chris Duckman, who's gave us some good praise, have their head up their ass when it comes to film like this. And I don't I don't get it anymore. This year alone, I have watched some really good film that has been entertaining. We're in a pandemic right now. We've watched 600,000 die. They're never coming back. Morale is at the all-time low. The lowest morale I have seen in my life. So, Miss Me with any kind of bullshit about, well, it's just this. Oh, too much, too many monologues. Oh, oh my god, too many monologues. Oh, here we go again, the CGI of death. Oh, here, anything for a laugh, too much laughter. Oh, I can't stand it. Oh, another Marvel film, too much laughter. Oh draining me. Oh, I don't understand what I'm seeing on the screen. They should have they should have made it more accessible to dumb motherfuckers. I'm so tired of that. I'm so beyond tired of that. No one wants to love anything that seems like these days. If you base your views on YouTube, you pretty much are going to hate films. You're going to walk into YouTube loving it. And you're going to leave YouTube after watching any kind of view from anybody. And you're going to be like, God damn it. I just want to rip my fucking eyeballs out and ears out. And never hear or see a thing ever again. Because for every entertaining film to us, you've got some burnt out reviewer. Who's gone through a year of the pandemic shutdown. Having to go through content. Sometimes he doesn't really want to do this. And be creative about it. And when he's finally able to. Rip again like he used to. He just starts ripping. Not thinking about it. Just starts ripping. That's why I see a lot of these people. And then. Whoever likes them. They agree. Oh yeah. That was bullshit. And they follow suit without even thinking. Way too many people in this country, way too many people on social media and YouTube don't fucking think. They're just as stupid as Hollywood. For those people saying, oh, Hollywood can't come out with any original. Well, motherfucker, you can't come up with anything original when it comes to just fucking enjoying it, man. Just fucking enjoy the property you're out of touch. A film called Malignant by James Wan is masterful. It is campy. It's batshit insane. But I fucking loved it. Because it was a film that did not cater to what other people are thinking. It wasn't a film that was trying to think what's the demographic For people who have to imagine a a world where their other half that got carved out like ice cream would think, what's the demographic? It was crazy. It reminded me of Basket Case and those 80s, crunchy, campy films from those days. It also threw back to nostalgia. And did it, and 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 it did it in an amazing way that it worked. What was wrong with King Kong Godzilla? To everyone else, everyone else online, Kong Godzilla, ah, oh, bunch of CGI, blah blah blah, fighting. If I want to see that, I'll just play a video game. Well, go play a video game, motherfucker. No one gives a shit. Miss me with this bullshit. Oh, my God. Godzilla King Kong was awesome. I was rooting for King Kong, but Godzilla won in the end by putting his foot down on that chest. It was an awesome film. They kicked ass. They eventually begrudgingly teamed up to fight Mechagodzilla. Spoilers. It It was awesome. I love Suicide Squad. I thought the Suicide Squad was epic and funny and hilarious a lot of people online weren't sure what to make of it ugh it's another shitty Suicide Squad film why? why is it shitty? because James Wan is doing it he's a Marvel guy is that is that the reason why? you didn't like Idris Elba as the leader of the group you wanted someone I don't know charismatic like Will Smith you uh are sore because this movie was amazing and redeemed the bullshit of Suicide Squad I don't get it I really don't get it even fast for what it's worth fast 9 was just a huge car wreck for the eyeballs but it was entertaining I wasn't going to Fast Fears Expecting Avengers Endgame or Winter Soldier or The Godfather. I was going in for muscle bound guys bumping into cars and not being obliterated. Logic going out the window and it making some sense. It wasn't the best of the fast series, but it was entertaining. But you don't hear that from everyone else. I don't get to watch a lot of films. I'm not a reviewer. i just a dad who occasionally gets to watch what he wants to see. Catch what he can here and there. And, oh man, I forgot. Uh, Only Murders in the Building is another series that I will take with me into the next year. Because I thought that was great. Only Murders in the Building with Martin Short, Steve Martin and uh, Selena Gomez. That hit for me Whether it's the chemistry between all three Or just the brilliance of Steve Martin The man is amazing And he has brought that amazing Abilities to a whole new generation Twice over And I find that amazing And I find more people are going to seek him out And seek out his other works Like the man with two brains and Roxanne Dead man don't wear plaid and the jerk Classic Yeah Hollywood's not original They still capitalize on the stranger things They Capitalize on stranger things But they really don't want to realize that The greatest creative original decade will always be the 80s. Maybe it's just me. I'm an old head. My teen years were through the 80s. Maybe it's because of that. So be it. They hit for me. I'm pretty sure 50 years from now, there's going to be a guy shouting in the echo chamber of his Podcast, he'll be more successful and more likely. And he'll be saying the greatest creative original was the 90s, or the greatest original was the 10s. I'm not going to say it was original creative, but I will say the 2010s gave us a lot of creative juices flowing with some great shit. A lot of good shit. Courtesy of Marvel, to an extent. Marvel helped bring that about. But Marvel's all copy, cut, and paste. Yeah. They have a formula. Because they were still trying to figure themselves out. And when they try to get a little original and creative, you suddenly can't handle it. You suddenly want to bash them because they made a movie dedicated to an Asian superhero. Ugh. It's no Black Panther, but... Or Eternals. Ugh. More woke bullshit. In a world where the Proud Boys are marching to protest vaccines, when really... Let's face it, y'all. The Proud Boys are just there because they're afraid somebody's going to retaliate against people protesting the vaccine. Because they think a bunch of people are just like racist white people. Shooting protesters in retaliation for that punk-ass bitch Kyle Rittenhouse. Let's just face it. We live in a world now where we're not that far removed from a Nazi party in our country, being normalized and praised and stroked every single fucking night on Fox News. We're this, we're this close. If you can see my hands, they're very close to each other. We're this close. And it's fucking scary to all of us. And it's going to happen eventually. Eventually, we're going to end up with like a fucking Nazi party. It's just because they fuck the sheet? They're going to rip the fucking sheet off and they're going to start talking about white power, white power, white power. Mark my words, it's coming. And that's why we're trying to fight now, but I digress. Oh, I digress. But remakes, y'all. What you think about them, let me know. um, On Twitter, you know where you can reach me. I have yet to hear anything. People sometimes on this, but you know where to reach me, so hit me up, please. I'll feel free to discuss this. This is Effort. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis, and we will talk again shortly.